0: Welcome to Lawmen, a podcast about local legends and obscure curiosities from days of yore. I'm Alastair Becker-King, teacher of ancient wisdoms.
1: And I'm James Shakeshaft, the substitute teacher of ancient wisdoms. So if you could please sit down, stop chewing, it's your own time you're wasting.
0: Double double toil and trouble. Here comes the story of two Scottish witches with quite a line in feline terrorism and whale butter. I have a witchy tale from Scotland. Ooh. From uh, an area called Caithness. So I'm calling my story The Witches of Caithness. And the story takes place in the vicinity of a place called Thurso. And uh, it's a very magical area. In fact, they've got a wizard who I'm well, not who I'm not even I'm barely even going to mention I'm going to mention him briefly and you you'll see why the whole story is not about him um but they they've got a wizard called Donald Devale Mackay, also known as Lord Ray and uh, he lived in a place called Tongue Hall Tongue Hall Tongue but like Tongue Tongue Hall Easier standard Scottish wizard he was invited to join the um the black school of Padua where the devil teaches his evil ways and um, the devil's very reasonable the fees are very low at that school <laughs>
1: Is it state subsidised or?
0: There is a catch, oh. as
1: you've intuited,
0: mm-hmm. which is that he will take for his own the the last person who leaves the 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 class. Each class. Each class. It How seems. How many classes a day? I, I assume there's just one main class where they just outline the main stuff, and then you're free to sort of um you know
1: supported open learning. Oh, kind so of it's thing. more it's more like the University of the Devil. Yeah, I think so. It's like a Steiner school. The Devil Polytechnic. <laughs>
0: Yeah exactly McKay of course Tricks the devil Naturally Uh So um, they're all filing out McKay's last And the devil's sort of Coming to him (laughs) I'm going to get you And he says Devil take the hindmost Pointing at his shadow And the devil Seizes his shadow And McKay escapes But from that day on Never has a shadow Having no shadow in northern Scotland is not that impressive because many of the days are overcast. (laughs) There's not that much sun. It's not that remarkable. What he did have was a team of imps who did his bidding, which is pretty impressive, and he's credited with having raised up a great many of the mountains in the area. Even though this guy lived relatively recently, like more recently than the mountains, one of McKay's projects, and this is the reason why I'm not dwelling too long on him, was he wanted his imps to build a bridge across Dunnett Bay. Right. Obviously, you're going to need rope for that. What do you think, James, of all the materials in the world, I can already see you rolling your eyes. Oh, no. What do you think they made the ropes out of?
1: Did they try and make them out of sand? Of
0: course they tried to make them out of sand, James.
1: Why? It didn't work, did it? What? Did they not understand the concept of rope?
0: What? Why must you be so constantly trying and failing to make ropes out of sand? Anyway, so as soon as I, I... was thinking, this guy's great, he's got it all. As soon as I got to the ropes of sand, I thought, you're an idiot.
1: Yeah, you're on a beach. Look for seaweed.
0: But that man, once turned into a horse and went to Thurso, which brings me neatly to Thurso.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> which brings me neatly to another town near Thurso. Oh. Which is known as Scrabster.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's a nice yeah, name. Right.
0: I, I paused knowing that you would make an appreciative noise yeah, that's for good Scrabster, mm. which sounds already like a nickname.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. It's the Scrabster. <laughs> What's he doing? Scrabbing.
0: <laughs> he is crazy. <laughs> Classic Scrabster. So basically it's a witch story that takes place in the 18th century, which is really late for, uh, for a witch story, mm. sort of 17th something or other. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that means that these are real people and it really happened. And what that means is, inevitably, the story is going to end with an innocent woman being Uh. murdered for witchcraft. Uh, A clearly innocent woman whose name is Margaret Nin Gilbert. One of the most interesting accounts of this comes from Eliza Lynn Linton's uh, book Witch Stories from 1861. I'm going to uh, find a little bit of that because uh, she's keen to set the tone because Scottish the Scottish land of fairy, she makes it absolutely clear, is not the sort of fun fairyland of lots of places. It's it's very much the domain of the devil and of darkness. Mm-hmm. The story of Margaret Nin Gilbert is the story of a plague of cats. What's the, Nin's not a middle name. I think it means Gilbertson, because sometimes she's recorded as being called Gilbertson. Oh, uh, right. So okay. I, I guess it means of Gilbert, perhaps.
1: Used to or be Gilbert in... daughter.
0: <laughs> Used to be in Gilbert. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So Eliza Lynn Linton is keen to establish that the little witchy goings-on. She mentions that the, uh, the minister of Redcastle lost his life by witchcraft uh, around this time, and Mr. McGill's house at Kinross, who was, he was minister there, was so egregiously troubled by a spirit which nipped the sheets and stuck pins into eggs and meat and clipped away the laps of a gentlewoman's hood and a servant-maid's gown tail and flung stones down the chimney which wumbled a space on the floor.
1: <laughs> Were they underground-overground <laughs> stones?
0: <laughs> that, I mean, obviously I looked up the word wumbled. Um, and it means to sort of weave around. Okay. So they rolled about, which oh, hardly feels worth mentioning that stones that have rolled down a chimney would then continue to roll about. Yeah. But they wombled a space on the floor and then took flight out of the window. That's worth it. Yeah. Threw a minister's Bible into the fire and spoiled the baking and played all sorts of mad pranks to disquiet the family and defy God.
1: Sorry, spoiled the baking?
0: Spoiled the baking.
1: Yeah. Right, Okay.
0: So this is the kind of witches we're up against, and this is the background in which a man called William Montgomery found himself harassed by a series of tenacious
1: cats. Oh. Yeah.
0: And we all know cats and witches go together like peas and carrots. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They just, yeah. Yeah, They go
0: together. They do go together. Yep. Thanks for checking. Yep. And he was on numerous occasions attacked in his house by extremely violent cats. Um, At one time, uh, one of them attacked him and then jumped into a chest that had a hole in it and stuck its head out of the hole. Pretty sinister.
1: Oh, cheeky as well. Um,
0: And another time, one of them got wrapped up in a plaid blanket by him and he he attacked it with a knife uh, and it didn't bleed. Uh, And on both occasions, he, he believed he'd killed the cat and threw it outside. But then the next day, the cat was gone, a sure sign of witchcraft. So mm. this is what's known apparently as a foregang, which mm. is a Scott, uh, Scots word. I think it means like foregoing. So it means it, it, it's a sign that something bad is going to happen.
1: Uh, so bigger, he was on the lookout. Cats. Yeah. The, uh,
0: More a, cats. An increasing surfeit of nighttime cat terror. Mm. So he was reporting this to the, to the sheriff and other people saying, something's up. There's a witch in the area. So everybody had their eyes open. And those eyes, the eyes of suspicion, fell upon Margaret Nin Gilbert. So, from Memorials by Robert Law, one Margaret Nin Gilbert, in Oust, living about one mile and a half distant from Montgomery's house, was seen by some of her neighbours to drop at her own door one of her legs from the middle.
1: What? What?
0: Yeah, no, I've, I've really struggled to interpret what's meant by that. Margaret was seen to drop at her own door one of her legs from the middle, and being under bad fame before for witchcraft, the leg black and putrefied, was brought to me. This is uh, the sheriff writing. And immediately thereafter, I ordered her to be apprehended and incarcerated. So now, I wasn't clear on what was meant by I dropped her leg from the middle. I thought, oh, she just, like, off at the knee. Mm. Like, she was at her doorstep and just the bottom half of the leg fell off.
1: Yeah, or a third leg?
0: I think it's a third leg, because I've read the rest of the story, and there's no mention of her having only one leg for or the whole the rest of the story. So I think it is off from the middle. I think it means from the middle of her body. And right. I, the idea is... That this was one of the cat legs, right? That, that
1: checks out.
0: So during the fight with Montgomery, he'd wounded the hind leg, and then one of the one of the legs fell off last. So she turned back into a human,
1: except had one cat leg lolling about, Inst- and then it fell off. But why wouldn't her leg, cat legs, turn back into arms and legs? It's did not they, at all clear. Did like a cat, the lower sort of chassis of a cat, <laughs> emerge from <her> a <laughs> stomach? and then the top would sort of just turn, it shrink and turn into fur and that. I mean, it's quite clear I suppose that, you, that... one that, of the legs the f- would need to become the tail. Well,
0: no, because the front legs of a cat mm. are clearly our arms. Yeah, they... So if you turned into a cat, all your legs are accounted for. There's no space for additional surplus legs. Mm. So it's, we- it's very confusing what's meant by that. Mm. Eliza Lynn Linton describes it as falling off from the rest of her body, which doesn't really make it clearer at all. No. And she's an interesting writer, Eliza Lynn Linton. Mm-hmm. She was the first... She has a
1: stutter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just fantastic name. Uh, I read a little up on her on a website called Victorian Secrets, which I think is probably not what most people were attempting to type into the bar, <laughs> but still, fascinating website. Mm. And she was the, um, sort of a, a, a proto-feminist in a way. She was the first woman who was ever paid a salary as a journalist in Britain. Mm. And then she got older and became the most vociferous anti-suffragette person in the country oh she absolutely hated the suffragettes and wrote sort of scabrous broadsides against them and was so extreme that the anti-suffrage movement rejected her application so if she were now
1: for being a bit much
0: yeah she's either she'd be like peter hitchens or Mm. she'd be like she'd have her own youtube channel full of suffragette fails wearing a trilby triggered much Mm. would be her catchphrase Mm. and i've just remembered a really important detail from about the cats Detail about the cats. Five legs. This is how we knew no. they were suspicious. Oh. When they were in the house, they were seen to be talking amongst themselves. Oh. Which I like because it's suspicious, but at the same time, it's just them minding their own business.
1: Standard cats. <laughs> it's just them going, like, uh, you know. Catch up.
0: Oh, the knights have feared drawing right eh? Have you I'm had your tea?
1: i a little wee cat cigarette.
0: So, uh, you got any fights with any local townsfolk, have you?
1: Oh, no. Uh, I tell you what, it's not as mate. The mice around here aren't as nice as they used to be, eh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then a Scotsman comes in with a duck and goes, Ah! Mm-hmm. Have at you! Hacking off your hind limbs.
1: That's going to fall out of witches We belly later apologies uh to any people who understand what the scottish accent should sound like
0: <laughs> so it's a bit of a sad ending for no it's more than a bit of a sad ending mm. it's an extremely tragic mm. tale of in- injustice for margaret nin gilbert she ended up in prison and uh it, it the the usual uh interrogation and questioning and the fingering of other people in the town mm. And well, she was quite clever, actually, because she pointed the finger at a few people who had died, which is quite oh, good. So she's least. really won my sympathy. But she also pointed the finger at a few people who were still alive. She didn't like. Who were put in prison with her. Right. And then she mysteriously died in prison. So I think what happened was they weren't pleased.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it's also a tale of repercussion. That's the, that's the name for this kind of story, where right. uh, a, a, a witch or a wizard transforms into an animal and then he's injured, and then when they turn back, they carry that injury with them. Yes. Repercussion. So right. I thought that was quite interesting, because we I don't think we've had a, a story of repercussion before. No. And uh, this, this second witch, belonging to Kaith Ness, is called Belle a Brims, and she belongs to Brims Ness, and is an old woman. More upbeat witch? A, a more upbeat witch. Funny witch? I don't know how funny. More... Uh murderous oh she was just generally known for being very witchy so one of the witchy things she did was um she had other witch friends over on orkney and she would travel across the pentland firth on the back of a crab cool pretty witchy Yeah, but just she, the one crab just a single crab it's presumably quite large yeah. are you thinking one per foot like skates? i would have
1: thought like yeah sort of sideways uh inline skates <laughs> going sideways, of course. Yeah, of course. It's the crab's natural method of transport.
0: That's a very good point, actually, because crabs... It's it only look- just occurred to me that crabs don't swim. So I would have chosen a swimming animal to take me across. Yeah. Um, i tell you who didn't like Bella Brims and his Crab. name is... The- <laughs> those crabs, as well as rob campbell who was the the main boatman between thurzo and tung which i mentioned earlier
1: oh yeah well i i I think i can guess why
0: um and so they fell out and she said rob campbell the next time you go to sea you're gonna die and so he tried to avoid going to sea for as long as he could but eventually he had to start up his business again
1: the next morning
0: (laughs) yeah because that's how businesses work you can't just do it because a witch said not to Mm. so she went to quite quite great lengths she got a big tub. Filled it with water and put a little wooden bowl in the water so that it floated. And then she took either an earthenware pot or something called a bellamine bottle, also known as a greybeard bottle because of the appearance of a beard on it, mm-hmm. which are known to be associated with witches. Mm. And she filled that bottle up with water with a cork in the end of it. And she put the bottle next to a blazing fire. And at this moment, Rob Campbell was setting out to sea. Once he was at sea... She opened up the cork in the little bottle a tiny amount, and the water was getting so hot in there, and steam began to spurt out. And when steam began to spurt out, the water in the tub began to rock, and the little boat started to go unsteady. She's doing sympathetic magic, James. I know you're a fan. Mm-mm. It got hotter and hotter, and the the water inside the bottle got hotter and hotter and she opened the cork a little bit more and a bit more steam came out, and the bottle began to rock and sway until she pulled the cork out completely, and then the water began to boil and froth and foam, and the little bowl was overturned. And she she turned to one of her witchy accomplices and said Robbie Campbell is a wanu. Robbie Campbell is away now. And indeed he had been his ship had been wrecked on the Isle of Stroma. I did save one highlight for the end because mm-hmm. I thought drowning Robbie Campbell might not be that much of a upbeat ending. Oh, yeah. Bell Brim's churned butter from a whale. There you go. That's not butter. People me. said, "Where'd you get all that butter from?"
1: A whale. That's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never. There you go. The witches
0: mm. of Nest. There were many and manifold, and mm. that's two of them. That's
1: two of them. Plus half a wizard. Yeah, a little bit of a nearby wizard. So to the
0: scores, James. Yes. My first category. As always, his names.
1: Yeah, you really did well in your picking of the story for scoring names. Hold
0: on, don't think I just... (sighs) Tongue haul. Tongue haul. It just fell in my lap.
1: The Scrabmaster, whatever it was. (laughs) Scrabster. 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 He's he's called that because he's really good at Scrabble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Scrabster would win you nothing in Scrabble because it's a proper noun, but...
1: (laughs) And he is a proper noun. That guy. Oh, scrubster. it's got everything. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother listing them. The nin,
0: nin, 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 Gilbert. Nin Gilbert. Lin, Lin, Lin
1: Linton. That just chucking in random. Ford entry. gang.
0: Repercussion. I mean, admittedly, I'm just saying words that, that I've written down on a piece of paper. Repercussion is just an old word. Yeah. It's a lovely word. It is a lovely. The Black School of Padua. Gustavus Adolphus. He wasn't even in the story.
1: Gustavus Adolphus was a kid. He's name. just in
0: the thank yous. Special <laughs> thanks to. He didn't even. <laughs> It wasn't even involved.
1: Ah, no. uh, yeah, there's loads. Uh,
0: uh, uh, we've got Donald DuVale McKay. And DuVale, I suspect the dove of that is black, like Black Donald. Do you remember mm. Donald, Donald Du mm. from uh, one of our previous stories?
1: Yep. Uh, Lord Ray, yep. or as I like to call him, Lord
0: Ray. <laughs> it's very laddie, very A laddy area, considering it's got so many witches. Bella Brims, Brims Ness.
1: Yeah. I, and a Bella Mine Bottle. A Bella Mine Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I obviously have to give you five, but let's... Just a little warning for picking stories just because they got great names. It's not gone unnoticed.
0: Has my strategy been.
1: I mean, it's the the glee in your eyes when you said each name and like nodded. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Scrabster. Uh, Tongue mm. Hall. Ah, I can't just... believe you've seen through my stratagem. Mm. Which is quite a good word. That
1: doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: so it's a, it's a stern five. It's is a it...
1: five with a little look.
0: All right. I'm going to do a story with no good names in it next.
1: Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. Everything in the South is rubbish. Apart from Cornwall. Apart from Cornwall. has all the Zs. Where
0: everyone's called, jo- yeah, John Zongle Ziddeldang. Yeah. All right, second category.
1: Mm-hmm. Supernatural. Yeah, pretty spooky. Is it? Yeah, because, uh, I, it... I mean, apart from, I think the first witch, it's more like a... I mean the the right phrase would be witch hunt. Um, yeah, I, I mean you could put that down to two cats being murdered and someone lying, and someone, and I think also probably some kids just like like dropping stones down the chimney, sticking pins in the food, like someone's just playing a bunch of pranks. Yeah, it gets out of hand. There are repercussions. In all sorts like in all sorts of ways. Not just having a, a diseased cat's leg fall out of your middle. There's repercussions in the pranks that are played. Mm. There's repercussions in that woman who gets called a witch. She then grasses up some other witches. Yeah, it's the, like a chain letter, isn't yeah, it? It's like a pyramid they, scheme. We think they killed her, right? Yeah. So there are repercussions there as well. They're not very supernatural repercussions. They see It seems like mm. just... What happens if you're really naughty
0: kids? Yeah, but kids. It's, um, surfing on crabs.
1: There is... A, Milking that, a whale. That, yeah, that's mad. Uh, explain that. I don't want to. I, I, I think biologists <laughs> maybe do. and uh, Yeah, I don't want to... I don't um, want to get into that. But even oh. then it's
0: it's not a one woman job whatever you're thinking. Yeah. It's still impressive, isn't it? Yes. Whatever whatever you think actually happened. Yes. The whole brilliant scheme laid against Rob Campbell with the oh. the big tub and Yeah, the, it's the,
1: like an I like it's like she used an amp sort of amplified her magic using like a tub as a loudspeaker thing. I don't really know how electronics work.
0: <laughs> no, that's basically it.
1: She did it in the bottle, which went to the tub, which ended up in the sea and presumably really messed someone up on a lock in the middle, <laughs> halfway between or something. Presumably, yes. I don't know how this magic works. What
0: well, nobody does, it's in the nature of magic.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't say she said anything.
0: It just seems like, is that what happens every time I boil a kettle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cow's theory, isn't it? Someone flaps their butterfly. Someone Someone flaps flaps, their butterfly. Someone flaps
1: a butterfly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the way it happens. It's
1: raining men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think Supernatural is going to be a four because the first witch was clearly not a witch. (sighs) Yeah, you're right. But four for surfing on crabs, definitely.
0: I accept that. I should have just said... I should have just come out here and just said a woman surfed on crabs and then just folded my arms and And waited uh, for the points
1: to roll in. Listed a bunch of great names.
0: That's basically what I did. Next category. And I've got to say this the right way um, so you understand what I'm saying. The next category is women. I hear you, brother. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or in the
1: voice of one of those Scottish cats, women. Yes. There are definitely women in this story. There are women
0: in the story. But also, we're dealing with an undercurrent of... Almost sexism. There's almost a sexist dimension to the persecution and murdering of middle-aged women for being a bit weird, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And we've got Eliza Lynn Linton. Yeah. Definitely a woman.
1: She's yeah, tipping
0: tip her trilby, raising her eyebrow quizzically, mm. doubling down on facts and reason.
1: Yeah, she's a real bad woman. <laughs> she, <laughs> Lynn Linton. She's,
0: she's very interesting. Her friend, her, her stuff was a lot of her stuff was published after she died, and her one of her friends was sort of saying, oh, "It's a shame she didn't get a chance to re-edit it to take out all the bits where she was horrible because <laughs> she was much nicer in real life."
1: Oh, yeah. So she,
0: so I think she was probably just a sort of Julie Birchall, um Rod Little character. Uh just being a professional
1: I don't know if that's a good idea though to be to be (laughs) a professional or otherwise
0: (laughs) well it's very hard to make the jump from amateur to pro
1: we're gonna have to bleep well it's gonna be a lot of bleeping
0: it's gonna sound like we're saying something worse than we are as well
1: we're not we're using one of the orifices that both people have
0: (laughs) I don't think I don't think you can explain what's behind the bleep behind the bleep (laughs) We could do it release a
1: separate podcast.
0: Just release the bits that have been bleeped. But they're all mild. It's all things like g- drat.
1: Yeah, we're just being overcautious yeah. about our uh, bum holes. Probably going to bleep that one. And that was like one of the most <laughs> mildest ones.
0: I think we can... I'm, I Hey, I think we're leaving bumhole in. I think we can do it.
1: Would we... If we were to bleep it, would we just bleep the bum or just the hole? <laughs> is it the hole that makes it rude or is it the bum?
0: I think bleep hole is worse than Bumbly. Uh, is... So, it's for women.
1: <laughs> so, what I was saying
0: about women is they're in the story.
1: I think it's... They've had a hell of a time. It's a four, and I think uh, Lynn Lindsay has prevented there from being more women.
0: But With her anti-suffrage yes. stance. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: So, yeah, four.
0: Oh, well, t- thanks, thanks again, Eliza Lynn Linton. You're being
1: sarcastic, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, not oh, good. not cool. really thankful. Cool. Good. And my final category is innocent victims.
1: Oh yes, yes, definitely. still quite
0: a lot we've got the um, the crabs brutally the, pressed into the service. Poor
1: crabs. A whale. The innocent victims of the the pins in the the meat. Margaret and Gilbert, innocent victim. Yes. Obviously, the people um, she accused yeah. also innocent victims. Innocent victims. Donald Deville McKay's shadow. Oh yeah, I was another innocent victim. Yeah, it wasn't even Bobby. What's his name? Last guy, the boatsman? Bobby Campbell. Bobby Campbell, innocent victim. He's just trying to run his business.
0: Just trying to run a small business. Yeah. In, in difficult circumstances.
1: Yeah. He's, actually. Yes. So I think five out of five are innocent victims. We got, I think there's five there. Oh, e- easily. Yeah. Bobby Campbell, he was just trying to keep his business afloat. <laughs> the absolute glee on your face the absolute
0: the, i just it's a shame this is a, an audio medium because that's priceless
1: and now some tales of cotswold dogging not like that <laughs> Funnily enough, my tale, Two, includes witches, witchcraft. Uh, these are th- these are three animal tales from the Cotswolds. A triptych of animal tales? Yes. Right, okay, first, this takes place in Bambury. Do you know Bambury at all?
0: As in uh, Bambury Cross? Yes. Ride a cock Ride a,
1: horse? Cock horse.
0: Is that the phrase? Cock yeah. horse? Yeah. That's what's in my head, but when yeah. I'm saying it, it sounds wrong.
1: Are we allowed to say that?
0: As long as you say the two words in that order, yes. Okay. Absolutely. No no bleeping needed there.
1: Yeah. Banbury is, is is very much the Croydon of the Cotswolds. Wow. It's not that nice. There's some nice bits, but it's a bit rough. I don't think the people of Banbury would mind me saying that. I hope you the people keep of Banbury don't mind me saying that.
0: You wouldn't keep those bells on your fingers and rings on your toes for very long?
1: No. i said that the wrong way around, hasn't I? She did not have bells on her fingers. She's got rings on her fingers, sure, and bells on her toes. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, do we have to bleep it if it, that's in that order? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit rough. It's a bit rough. This bit of local folklore, which is from my absolute favourite folklore book, "Folklore and Mysteries of the Cotswolds" by Mark Turner. This is an account of an exceptionally loyal sheepdog. You know, you know the type of story. You've got yeah. Hachiko in Japan. You've got Greyfriars Bobby in Scotland. We Bam- Bobby? You do Bobby. Bobby? I think Bobby means Willie. Does it? I think it might mean Willie.
0: Wow. Do you do, we- you would want a loyal one though.
1: <laughs> yes, but the, okay. So this loyal sheepdog from Bambury, it was it was noted it had been noted during its life that it was unusually intelligent. Uh, it could follow complex commands. It and its master were inseparable until the man died. Mm. And then maybe they weren't so inseparable. So on the day of the funeral, they locked it away with some of the master's clothes. And after the funeral, they released the dog. The dog instantly ran to the grave, started digging it up. Uh, the grave diggers, fortunately, were still there. Um, they p- pulled the dog out, filled it back in. As soon as the dog got free, really quickly digging down, digging down, digging down. Gravediggers didn't know what to do. So they thought, I know what we'll do. We'll put some earth in. The dog will get out. The dog will realise what's going on. They started doing that. They got carried away. The dog didn't come out.
0: Oh, so sorry. While the dog was in the hole, they yeah. started tossing earth in on onto the it. onto the dog. Yeah, right. Innocently burying a dog Alive. to teach it a lesson.
1: Well, I think they thought that it would sort of realise what was going on and get out, but it, it didn't. And according to the legend, it remains there still. Well, I, I believe forever. it remains
0: there still because yeah. it's been
1: buried alive. It's not really legendary, is it? It's just according <laughs> to the laws of physics... It remains there. It re- its remains are there still. Uh,
0: your stories are full of things that aren't spooky being presented as if they're, they're spooky, like the photographs didn't come out or the dead dog didn't
1: move. <laughs> the dead dog's still dead. Yes, yeah, so and that's what passes as really folklore spooky. in Banbury. Wow. We buried a dog alive once. <laughs> I mean I
0: wasn't planning to go to Banbury, and I'm not now.
1: Uh, that was tail one. Unsaddle
0: my cockhorse.
1: That was that was the light-hearted tail one. <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't think it would ever stand up on its own but I've just found that really funny that that's what passes for folklore. I feel like
0: two men buried a dog and then made up a story to explain why burying a dog
1: was for the dog's own good. Yeah. It was the dog's fault, actually.
0: <laughs> it was quite annoying to us, gravediggers.
1: <laughs> yeah, they dig up bones. They are very much the antithesis of the gravedigger. Natural
0: enemy of a gravedigger. Yeah, digger. two sides of the same coin, though. Mm. Locks in an eternal battle. <laughs> and, oh, I was going to say manichaean but then I realised I've only ever read the word and never heard it before, so don't want to embarrass myself.
1: No, bleep it. Just pretend you swore. Now, the next tale. This is the the meat of our Cotswold Animal Sandwich. Cotswold Animal Sandwich.
0: They were a band, I think. (laughs) (laughs) One of those folk bands that does a folk song for four minutes and then seven more minutes of rocking out. Cotswold Animal Sandwich. Couldn't skip because it was an LP.
1: Um, So this comes from Lower Quinton, which is at the top tip of the Cotswold Hills, as in north. Not the top of a hill, right? Um, so the northernmost bit is Lower Quinton, and then there's a place called Meon Hill, which I think I didn't pick this just because of the name, mm. but I think you'll find Meon Hill is a very funny name for a hill because there would have been all sorts of confusion. Where are you, Meon Hill? <laughs> yeah, okay, but what hill, Meon Hill? Have you hit your head? So yeah, this is Meon Hill in Lower Quinton. It's, it was believed the hill was created by the devil because he saw the abbey being built in Evesham, and he was so angry, kicked a load of earth uh, towards it, and St. E. C. G W I N, E-C-G-W-I-N, hmm. mm, uh, saw it coming, and he and all the monks prayed, and the earth fell short, creating me on hill. If you sort of uh, imagine a kind of a, a Dark Ages, really rubbish x Man ripoff, that is what <laughs> I think happened. The devil kicked some earth the monks prayed in a sort of like a force field Yeah, way. so like
0: the, like the, it'd be like when the rays meet, mm. like the force of God yeah. against the force of the force angry kicking. The of mud kicking.
1: versus prayer. <laughs> it, to be honest... Natural it's enemy, bit, mud yeah. and prayer. Yeah, exact two sides of the same coin. <laughs> Mion Hill is notable. There's all sorts of artefacts. Going back to Neolithic times, I think there was, there was an Iron Age fort there, and apparently a farm labourer found a pot of gold up there. But that's that's unverified. Hmm. Uh, it's, but there's a ghostly huntsman and pack of hounds chase a ghostly fox on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Um, this book was oh, they're getting time and a half. Well, <laughs> this book was published before the fox hunting ban, um, right? So it's not just some people fox hunting and saying it's ghosts so they can get away with being evil. Uh, now to the black dog though, there's a black dog of me on hill. Now in 1885 a 14-year-old plough lad called Charles Walton 14 year old had a job <sighs> do you think they were they just more motivated in the past <laughs> <laughs> it's what you're saying kids today eh? yeah, yeah um and yeah so this 14-year-old saw the black dog nine nights in a row and on the last night he also saw a headless lady in a silk dress oh what a week and the next day he heard his sister had died oh poor guy so he didn't get any better in fact it got worse and then in 1945, 60 years later. 60? Yeah, 60 years later, just doesn't matter. 60 years later, the now 74-year-old Charles Walton met his brutal end on that very hill. Mm. Now, Charles Walton in the interim had grown up to be quite the oddball. He was a bit of a recluse. People were a bit scared of him. He could feed birds with his hands. He could feed birds from his hands. Sorry. <laughs> Every, that's pretty much standard practice. Not just producing seeds. Yeah. He'd feed wild birds in his hands. Um, wild dogs could be calmed by his voice. Um, and he had a what was considered to be a sinister trick. I think it is it's really weird which makes it sinister. He'd catch a toad and attach a small toy plough to it. And then just release it just to run around, <laughs> and he'd keep doing it. And then let it go. Yeah. With a, one, where's he getting small toy this many small toy plows from? That that's his thing. <laughs> also, how's he catching toads? I don't think I've ever knowingly, verifiedly seen a toad. I've seen a few yeah. frogs, some ugly frogs.
0: I've I've picked up a frog, but that's it. Never caught a toad. That's my limit. <laughs> but that's. But even it's the other thing that's weird about it is. Plough are designed to be pulled by a walking animal, mm. not a famously jumping animal. <laughs> so a plow on a toad, it's just gonna be plow gap, plough gap, plough gap, plough gap. It's just not gonna work. Mm.
1: That is inefficient. What an oddball. Yeah. Sinister. Because
0: you were saying everyone thought he was sinister, and then you listed two perfectly nice things. Like he was the bag lady from Home Alone Two.
1: Well, she was considered sinister at first though, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, but you can see it in her eyes.
1: She's a goodie. Whereas um,
0: Donald Trump, same film, in his eyes. Nah.
1: Mm, mm. baddie, Constantly putting little ploughs on frogs. Speaking, speaking of, of of notable oddballs, um, it reminded me when I was... There was this guy, when I was in the town I grew up in, there was this, like, within a Cotswold town, behind an actual a Cotswold cottage, so imagine that, the yellowy stone, the Cotswold stone walls, there was, a, like, a miniature scrapyard, just, like, in the middle of town. We'd pass it on the way to school, and it was run by a guy called Tommy Aldridge, who I must have talked about before on this. He was pretty old when we were kids. Um, he has died now. Um, and he was a sort of like, looked like archetypal, yokelly type bloke, like trousers held up with a piece of string, like a woolly hat that's got a hole in it kind of thing. Like
0: green grass from Heartbeat.
1: Green but a, a more rotund green grass. And he'd, he'd eat a loaf of bread by pulling the end off and tucking it under his arm and just pulling the white... Out the middle. Out the middle of the loaf of bread. Until he's got, like, a crusty glove. An inefficient boxing glove, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And his catchphrase was, War a minute. And that's just what he'd say, War a minute. And uh, a mate of mine remembers, he came round to pick up some scrap metal from his house. His dad was dealing with, obviously, because we were kids. And he opened the door and Tommy Aldridge was there and Tommy said, War a minute. As a greeting and my mate just cracked up laughing because he, he, Tommy's doing his catchphrase. And then Tommy looked at my mate's dad and went, what's the matter with him? Got tickles? <laughs> Got tickles? That's so lovely. Um, anyway, this guy, Charles Walton, he also kept a piece of dark glass or a witch's mirror in the back of his watch. Um, and people paid him money to do little spells, little charms, and whatnot. He's a in, witch.
0: In like the in like nineteen
1: thirties
0: and forties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then on Valentine's Day, nineteen forty-five, he was found dead, brutally murdered, on Meon Hill. No, we did actually mention this it crime in the Long Compton episode. It's similar. It's pretty horrible. Mm. Picture what. Through the neck. It's
0: the classic Cotswold pitchfork.
1: And a cross cut into the throat or chest, mm. which is supposed to, with a witch that's supposed to like kill all their spells basically. If they've got any charms or spells, that's how you stop them. Right. And no one was convicted for it ultimately. The, the actual police came in because it was 1945. The real police, they the real almost police. never appear in
0: our stories yeah. of
1: obvious criminality. And the superintendent, Robert Fabian. Who? Fabian of the Yard? Yes. From the TV show from 1956 to 1958, Fabian of the Yard. I'm not sure about the dates on that. I've said it very definitely. Basically, there was a TV show called Fabian of the Yard based on this guy's memoirs. And this is the actual superintendent, Robert Fabian. The he, actual Fabian? The very same, came to investigate. He was walking over Meon hill and a black dog rushed past him. And then a young boy came by and he said if the boy was... Uh, looking for the black dog the kid's face dropped looked terrified and he ran away Mm. and once people heard that this black dog had been sighted they clammed up they didn't help the police investigation at all they totally tight-lipped everyone shut down like when a policeman walked into the pub people would just walk out they're just very wickerman
0: yeah wickerman
1: wickerman (laughs) the wickerman (laughs) Yeah. The implication there is that people in town knew more than they were telling. There was disbelief in witchcraft because, you know, people were paying this guy to do spells and stuff so they believed it and they think that later on people have sort of looked into it and they think it may have been because something to do with the old style calendar change because in 17... 52, I think, they changed, I can't remember the exact date annoyingly, but when they changed the calend- calendars over, it basically moved by 12 days. So it meant that 14th of February was actually the 2nd of February, which is Candlemas, which is a major witchcraft date. Now, don't worry, I looked up what Candlemas is. It's a Christian um, celebration or remembrance of the presentation of Jesus at the temple. Oh, yeah. That's I'm presuming Amazing this is- big one. Yeah, wasn't it? He was time. really nervous beforehand. His clicker didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and no, apparently some, it's weird. It's, weird. It's, it's to do with a thing where the mother is to make a sacrifice 33 days after her son's circumcision of one lamb or two doves. And that's what Candlemass is. And that's that's...
0: Candlemass. I think Candlemass has got too commercial these days. <laughs> it used to be about your son's circumcision. I know. And
1: killing two doves. I The, the, the Candlemass merchandise is in the shops earlier and earlier every year. <laughs>
0: it literally got earlier because of the changing of the
1: calendar. <laughs> and that's the um, hor- horrible second animal-based tale, and the main one. Oh, wait, so have we got just a little sort of... Have I got a, th- a
0: third in the Cotswold Animal Sandwich? Yeah,
1: just a little sort of palate cleanser. Someone um, on tambourine? This is from the famous town of Broadway. It is, the,
0: what, is that, are you claiming that all the plays? The Broadway musicals happen there. The original, is that what you're that's
1: where they originally come oh, from. Oh right, yeah. I once angered a taxi driver, actually. I got a um like the last train from London to a town which was ten miles away from the town that I actually needed to go to, but there's no public transport and I just figured, Oh, I'll be fine, I'll get there and I'll ring up a taxi on a Sunday night and they all come and get me because I'd been in London. Yes. And then I did that. And I got there, and I rang up, and a guy said he wouldn't come pick me up. And I said, why not? And he said, I'm doing a drop-off in Broadway. And I went, in America? <laughs> <laughs> he hung up. <laughs> I would to walk 10 miles in the dark. It was terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. It was like a moonless night as well. Ghost dogs
0: running either side of you. Oh,
1: <laughs> left, right, <laughs> and centre. So, yes, from Broadway, uh, this is the ghost kennel man. Uh so some guy, rich guy, heard his hounds baying in the night and he sent his kennelman out to shut them up. The kennelman went out there in just his nightshirt, the hounds didn't recognize him, tore him to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and his ghost is menahawt it in his nightshirt uh to this day. Mm, that's I really like the way
0: you closed the book there. <laughs> that's it. Man eaten by dogs.
1: There you go. There's your 3. I
0: feel I feel like I'm ready to give five out of five already. (laughs) I haven't even heard the scores.
1: Yeah, okay, to the scores then.
0: What's your first category?
1: (sighs) I don't know. Okay, get out of the way. Naming. Naming. Um, uh, Me on Hill. Me on Hill. It's a name that sounds like it's not a name. Okay, that's good. Um, St. Equin. St. Equin, actually, that's an excellent name. that's how you say it. Yeah. And... Uh,
0: Fabian of the Yard,
1: Fabian of the Yard, Superintendent. Or Fabian of Fa- the Yard. I don't, I, am I
0: remember remembering it? Y-
1: Fabian F A. I don't know. I, Fabian probably
0: oh. Candlemas
1: and yep. Charles Walton.
0: I'm leaning towards a three. Yeah, which I think is is fine. I, 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 I don't want to disparage three. the names. Yeah. I like Equin a lot. Yeah, um, but it just wasn't. It wasn't replace with names. No,
1: could My, have had a few more. I didn't pick the story solely based on what the names were like.
0: This is like what happens with uh, new labour in schools, you know You put the tests in as a way of rating the schools But in the end, they're they're just working towards the tests, aren't they? Exactly, yeah That's what I'm doing
1: Yeah, next test, supernatural
0: Supernatural Well, there's nothing actually supernatural about just killing a dog
1: Burying a dog alive
0: Yep, that's not expressly supernatural But it's there
1: to this day (laughs) There's nothing
0: particularly supernatural either About killing a man with a pitchfork Mm. Even if it was because he was a witch, mm. um, nor indeed putting a ploughshare onto a frog or multiple sure? toads. It's strange, mm. but is it supernatural?
1: It's weird, maybe with a why.
0: But nine ghost dogs, a ghostly woman, yeah, that's supernatural.
1: But headless, yeah.
0: Ghost kennelman, ghost, ghost kennelman, <laughs> yeah. Who is who is a ghost? Yeah.
1: So and the l- just weirdness of the village all shutting up—that's a bit spooky before, yeah a bit scary yeah
0: it's not spooky though no what I think is a little bit spooky is you've cleverly arranged the story in such a way that there's sort of a nice symmetry to it you mm. know so you know that's that's life sometimes man kills dog sometimes dog kills man sometimes man sees dog and is murdered the three by another man by another man yeah. probably not a dog mm. but the three main outcomes of human dog interaction are captured yeah
1: within the stories what to kill that dog be killed by that dog or simply see that dog. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> to be fair, you're right, you got it covered. We, we've
0: all either been killed by, killed, or seen a dog. Yes. It's human experience. Yeah. So it's three out of five for supernatural.
1: Brilliant. For each of the states of dog. For each of the, the states. The close encounters of dog kind. Okay. Menagerie. Menagerie.
0: Menagerie.
1: The. the Crazy Cotswold world of animals. It's got everything. It's got dogs.
0: It's got toads. Yep. It's got several more dogs. Yeah. What else has it got?
1: Uh, a ghostly fox. A fox? Which is a bit like a dog. It's,
0: a t- it's in the sort of Canis
1: Canis family. Mm. And some actual dogs. Sorry, some actual dogs. dogs. Dog. Actual dogs, ghost dogs. Oh, so dogs. You're, ca-
0: you're counting actual dogs and ghost dogs as separate? They're two
1: separate kind of dog. Mm? Intelligent dog. <laughs> Sorry, what? Oh, a bird. The guy could... Feed the birds. He could,
0: feel, he could feed birds. Yep. Okay. You got some birds there.
1: And oh, he also shouted at dogs. uh The toad. Do we say the toad? Uh, yes. You've counted the toad. Yeah. Multiple toads. Yeah. as your animals. <laughs> That's
0: your. So so if you put shake Shaft's menagerie, if you put all of these into the back of a cart and rode it round the
1: Cotswolds. Yep. People would come. Yep. <laughs> and then they see that black dog and they run away.
0: I, the problem is I've underestimated the, the simple-minded credulity of the people of the Cotswolds. I think you're absolutely right. They'd love it. It's a wonderful day out for everyone. It's like Trago Mills. Where's the peacocks? <laughs>
1: There's a leaflet in the, in the services They're all about it. <laughs>
0: There's a whole counter in come the tourist see... information. Come Traik- a, menagerie. Come see this guy's dogs. <laughs> All right, it's it's four out of five, yeah. very cheekily. It's a very cheeky four out of five for menagerie.
1: You won't believe what he did to this toad. Final category, box set.
0: How is it a box? You've got, you've got three stories, so that's like a box set.
1: Yeah. For one. The three sides of a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside, inside, and the left side of the box. Very persuasive. Yeah. Um, and you got the box set, Like, you follow the story of the kid from his... 14-year-old self seeing that dog on the hill all the way to him as a 60, 74 year old weirdo getting murdered on mm. that hill. Uh, and
0: then there's the investigation. The um, whole investigation. Fabian comes in yeah, with his, his maverick
1: techniques of seeing a dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but he gets results, doesn't he, James? No,
1: not at all. Everyone no, not on him. this occasion. Everyone starts ignoring him after he says, oh, he saw her a dog.
0: But it's yeah. There's a bit of a Twin Peaksy kind of um, mm-hmm. the killing vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You wanna,
1: you're gonna you're gonna want to binge watch these dogs. This, sorry, I'm still thinking about my uh, slogans <laughs> for my menagerie. <laughs> they still don't talk about it to this day. Well, to to this 2014, I read an article until an until this BBC. very day
0: 2014.
1: <laughs> uh, I read an archived article on the BBC where they'd gone and no one would talk about it. Really, they sort of tried to because
0: make a, no spoilers. Just like a box set. Yes,
1: thanks oh. for that extra point there. I actually
0: felt it tick over.
1: Yeah, from a three
0: to a four. There. Oh,
1: mm. okay. That seems low.
0: <laughs> well, what else have you got? What else have you got in the in the behind the scenes in in series five of your box set plan? Just
1: all them toads
0: just a lot, of, a lot
1: of toads yeah we follow one of the toads the next series is all about the toads it's like The Wire season 2 it's, they misjudged what everyone wanted to actually get out of the story don't worry we're going to go back to the weirdo in series 3 <laughs> and also all the dogs
0: I liked in The Wire when they put that little plow on Stringer Bell <laughs> oh no prop Joe he'd be the one you'd put a plow on
1: yeah bouncing around <laughs> okay I'll take a
0: 4 so I think it's 4 it's 4 out of 5
1: yeah yeah fair enough That's probably about how many series we get commissioned for before they pull the plug you've been listening to Lawmen the Lawmen are James Shakeshaft
0: and Alastair Beckett-King please subscribe, rate, review, and recommend to a friend. You can tweet us at lawmenpod or email us at contact at lawmenpodcast.com to suggest stories from your area. Well, I should say that a few people got in contact from the last series and suggested stories, which was lovely, But they were almost all of them about child murders, and so we're probably not going to do them because I don't want the podcast to be a mainly child death-themed podcast. It is
1: very difficult to be funny about infanticide.
0: Yeah, it's a slippery slope, though, isn't it? You get one child ghost, people want
1: more. I do have one lined up called the child ghost.
0: (laughs) Have we got another...
1: Colon, people want more. Thanks for your suggestions, though, guys.
0: Yeah, no, we really appreciate the suggestions, but grown-up murders, please.